You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Darren Cooney and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon and Liam Bryce. On the pod today, our team react to Celtic's humbling in Paris as we ask, what's more important, results or philosophy? Did Brendan Rodgers get it wrong or are the players just not good enough? And is it time Craig Gordon held his hands up? We also discuss how much of a shoo-in is claiming the first part of a treble on Sunday and the hoops must bring in a defender in January, but what type of player should they target? Okay, Michael, we'll start with you then. So you're just back from Paris, uh, a chastening experience for, for Celtic players. No, yeah, it was um, pretty devastating, wasn't it? I think, um, well, there's a couple of facets to it, isn't there? I think, you, first of all, you've got, to put, you've got to say PSG are sublime. I mean, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. I mean, the, 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 the power they've got right throughout the team. I know that we talk about the front line, this £400 million front line, which is sensational, by the way, but... They've also got middle of the park, uh, Adrian Rabo, Rabo oh, good. I mean, different class. Brazilian, three or four Brazilians at the back, Danny Alves and all that stuff. I mean, they're, they're absolutely jam-packed for their quality and they were, they have been clattering teams left, right and centre, home and abroad all season. So, was I surprised at the result the other night? Not at all. I, I had a, a, a feeling that it was going to be a messy one because speaking to the French before the game, they're desperate to top the group. They're desperate to keep the momentum up. And you just got this feeling of foreboding that this was going to be a proper PSG performance. Listen, the goal in the first minute surprised everyone. Yeah. Um, I think including Celtic as well. Um, but from that point on, it was an awesome display from PSG. Celtic so was great for, for a minute, didn't they? The yeah. first seven minutes, I thought they were going to yeah. 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 But you got to say that, so that PSG, that aspect of it, that I don't think they were going to get stopped no matter what last night. I don't think anyone was going to stop them in Europe. They're going to win it, aren't they? I think they're one of four teams that are, are going to win it. Yeah. So who got what? what I'd say three? Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Man City. I think yeah. that's your last four, maybe. Depending, I mean, let's knock if these can happen, but of course, they should be. They they they've got a right good chance. There's that aspect. So I don't think anyone Europe that stopped them last night. I think they would have beat one comfortably, no matter who they played. But did Celtic do enough to make it hard for them? I don't think it did. I think it was the same old story. Haphazard defending, some of the basics. I, I didn't. Didn't get the game plan as, as such. I thought Celtic made it far too easy for a, a world class team to just steamroll them. So and it could have been worse, by the way. It could have been. It was seven. Oh, double figures. I mean, easily, yeah. Uh, it could have been double figures last night. It was pretty painful to see. So when you say you don't get the game plan, which specifically? Listen, which I understand, I understand why Brendan Rodgers wants his team to play a certain way. He wants to play from the back, um, but. That works fine in Scotland because they've got better players than people in Scotland but what you're doing is you're asking guys who are at a certain level to play a certain way and I don't think they're capable of doing it at that level. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an eternal battle, do you, do you change it? I mean, this is part of the bus, I hate this part of the bus phrase. Yeah. It's not part of the bus, it's it's plain sensible football. Passing a ball out from the back 
into Scott Brown when he's got two men up, up, up his backside and asking him to spin a man and go isn't feasible at that level because it's all right, you can do that in Scotland but you can't do it because he's got I mean Scott Brown tried to play a ball into to Cham for the first goal and it was a ball that, that he plays to be coming out in Scotland but Rabiot's on a flash and he's away PSG players they see they do a build from the back they put a ball into the guys like, like Mota and they're on the turn they get the ball and they're on the turn they're away but that's the guy that's on 200 grand a week if you're a guy on 20 grand a week it's a lot harder to do that because you don't have that ability yeah. um, you're watching the play getting switched to Danny Alves Danny Alves is watching the ball in the air and he's away before the ball hits the floor whereas switching the ball to, to James Forrest James Forrest is pulling the ball down looking up looking for a pass and then all of a sudden somebody on him dang you're in you know, 40 yards for your own goal and you're under pressure Celtic kept giving the ball away 40 yards for the wrong goal if we do that against PSG you're going to get destroyed and it happened that's what happened yeah. so what do you do do you lump up the part and fight for the second balls in their half but then you, the argument is that they'll just pass the way through anyway so it's it's a conundrum and Celtic have not worked it out yet so so you wouldn't necessarily point to any tactical decisions as mistakes no but you got the mis- that's not the mistake they were basic mistakes no but posi- positional how Brendan Rodgers said no it's not, about, it's not about 3-5-2 5-3-2 it's not about parking the bus or packing the low blocks and high blocks it's about to play a certain way and Celtic tried to play it at the back um, and kept continually getting caught because it turns out Dedrick Boyata isn't Franz Beckenbauer he's not and so he, him giving the ball away 5 times out of 10 and putting the pressure 5 times out of 10 is, is not a surprise because he's, he's not that player He's, I mean, he's he's, a, he's good at it in Scotland, and he gets away with it in a lot of European games. I mean, I thought against Anderlecht he was terrific, but last night he was asked to do a job he couldn't do, and defensively he was all over the camp. But that was partly because the whole defence I thought were all over the shop at times. There would be better teams, or there are better teams in Europe than Celtic who wouldn't go to the Parc de France and try and play that way because they just know that these guys are just they're so easy. You saw it with the the, the first goal and Rabiot stepping up. There's better players that than what Celtic have who would struggle with that, and it's it's a bit of it seems like a wee bit of naivety at times from from Celtic. Okay, it's good, you know, trying to stick to your principles, and uh, Rogers is adamant that he wants to play this way. But there's no, I know you said you hate the phrase parking the bus, but even then, there's no, yeah, there's no real shame in going over to the places like this awesome. and, and doing that. It's I know, I mean, Mourinho is Jose Mourinho has built a a career off it in the past decade or so and you know it's you kind of talk about what's more important results or philosophy it's when you look back to 2012 and Celtic's famous result against Barcelona you know nobody looks back at that result and goes oh well but they parked the bus you know it was a it was a backs to the walls job nobody takes any credit away from uh, you also have to get account yeah. for that result as a complete aberration because they also lost 6-1 to Barcelona the same team it's a similar result and that, that mm-hmm. was 6 on 16 as well So and that was the kind of old kind of uh, percentage football and, and it's yeah. still going to be 6-1 so it can happen anyway uh-huh. but the fact but means Lennon did did secure a result he did Rodgers has won just two Champions yeah, League results now he's starting to look like it, it, it really was a yeah. I mean it was a great result and a fantastic display but it's not that's not part of the pattern and you look across Europe it's a pattern across Europe it's, it's a similar story for a lot of clubs and the gap's bigger now You'd argue. In fact, it's, 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 it's massive. It's massive. Yeah. European people change. People, when you look at back 15 years ago, people say, oh, Celtic didn't, didn't, didn't beat at home for eight years at home and all that stuff. European football's changed. 
There used to be you'd have maybe about twenty teams with three or four world class players throughout their teams. Yeah. Now you've got forty world class players playing for six teams. Yeah. And they're all getting two hundred grand a week plus. Yeah. So there's a concentration of the quality where it used to be spread out. So you can get you could target a, a, a Juventus or an AC Milan because of maybe three or four players that are not that much better than you. Whereas now you've got eleven players, like maybe sixteen players. Yeah. There's forty. I mean, they might be on the bench at fifty million quid. Celtic uh, had a world class player. Yeah, yeah, that, that. yeah. You know, they had Henrik Larsson, so yeah, yeah. So they did one, whereas AC Milan did three or four, Juventus did three or four, Man United did three or four. Whereas PSG, Bayern Munich, Man City, Barcelona, and now they've all got, they've got world class players in every single position and more. Yeah, the game's changed, so they, they we see it across Europe. And the, the, the teams in the Champions route now are total cannon fodder. Now the Champions route teams that come through the playoffs and the qualifying process last last two nights. The aggregate between the Champions League route teams is 21-3 oh, this, week, this week alone. 21-3. They scored three. I think Maribor and Mai's the one each draw with Spartak. Carabag thumped at home. Um, Applewell thumped at home 6-0. Uh, this is a pattern that's happening. Celtic now lost seven goals twice in 14 months. They had five in between. The only club to have ever done so. Maribor lost eight. Yeah. Uh, the Liverpool was the last season. Recently, yeah. um, so it, it's becoming a it's becoming a pattern. So yeah. it, it's not it, last result, night's result wasn't out of keeping where the European foot was going. Yeah. This is where these clubs are doing it, teams. Yeah, but was it given all that? Was it anything Rodgers and Celtic could have done just to minimise the damage, or does it matter? Is is a seven-one defeat really? Does it matter as opposed to four-one? I think psychologically, as a player, I think there is a difference when it gets to, you know, six, seven, four, one is a heavy defeat, but seven is an embarrassment. It's a, yeah. you know, players, you know, Celtic, the Celtic players will come away from that. You know, they'll not be thinking of it, or they they get paid so much more than us. They'll be hurting from that uh, because it's just professional pride, really, isn't it? Uh, but you know, you talk about. Could have possibly, you know, um, have showed up the defence in the summer, uh, but really would a, an extra centre back at the level that a player that Celtic can bring in is that going to, you know, make a, a great deal of difference against these teams? I do think they could have done more, and as the same against Bayern Munich, away they could have done more to make it difficult for PSG uh, because it as, as impressive as they are, it, it just looked a bit too easy at times. But I think there definitely is a four-one. Okay, it's not too bad, but seven one that'll that that'll really sting. I yeah, think. Yeah. See, that's the slightly demoralising thing. That people people are saying that oh, if they bought a five million pound centre half in the summer, it wouldn't make a big bit of difference in these games, and it's probably right. Probably wouldn't make a big well, difference. Some of it just made the ten million. But you have a better chance. I mean, yeah. I think um, yeah. as soon as Lustig goes off, it's games are bogey. You well, that's what struck me because they brought in Gamboa. Yeah, West. but Gamboa played in, in, in Munich. But that's what I mean. And they're, still, got, and they're still picking back some, back some of the wall. Exactly. You, you've got you've got a right back there, but he had such a poor performance. You're not going to turn to him. No, so you I, bring on a central midfield player. Yeah, but then he's operating that. Who ends up running into people? Yeah. And Beaton ran into Boyata at one of the goals. And meanwhile, um, Kylian Mbappe, 168 million pound off, is standing at the back post with a postcode to himself. Yeah. yeah. That's not. That's just. That's, but that's what teams like PSG can do. They can drag you all the place and make you look like. Yeah, yeah, the cops. heads go. The heads go when you've got 
you've got Mbappe to the right of you, Neymar to your left, and Cavani through the middle. It will happen to better players as well, but there's just sometimes the sheer presence of these guys. And we were talking about in the office last night during the game. You know, you don't usually see Celtic, you know, so disorganised. But that's what these players can do to you. But the, prob- the problem is it's happening too frequently because it's not just PSG's obviously done it twice Barcelona the last season but there's also a Astana away game and the Celtic defence that makeshift defence was higher than Beaton I think um, fell to pieces I mean that, that night that night was when we finished 4-3 and fairly relaxed in the end but at 4-1 Celtic were all over the shop I mean that's the problem and they're losing goals and busts we get, man, these kind of games that's now, that's now happened about four times in 11 games five times you put Bayern unit away it was another one that could have been anything um, albeit the second half was better but you're losing goals two or three minute bursts you're losing two and three goals crumbling yeah. um, they need get, to be more resolute do you think that's getting to do with the fact that you know they generally are so comfortable in domestic games that they don't have to deal with that kind of adversity an it's awful lot fa- it has to be a factor doesn't it yeah. when it does start to go a bit wrong there's a sense of panic like you yeah. say I think it's definitely a factor with this, this way they play out because I think you get the ball at the feet with two guys up behind you in Scotland you, if you're thinking quick enough you, you can get a bit of space play an angle or even have a spin and, and beat your man whereas at that level you just do not get a nanosecond to even I mean, that's what I'm watching James Forrest I, think, I thought I should have done okay last night he was surrounded but um, he's, the ball's getting switched on he's pulling it down and looking up and trying to get in that space the best players in the world don't do that they don't give you time to do it so yeah, that, that's yeah, the gap br- he was brilliant against Bayern, he was great. Celtic yeah, Brilliant. I thought he was terrific. Yeah, yeah. I said a good player, but he's. But as I'm saying, you're talking about guys on 20, 30 grand a week, and talking about guys on 300 grand a week. Yeah. And that graph is neck of a steep. Yeah, yeah. Now, record sport columnist Chris Sutton was doing his BT Sport punditry last night, and he was critical of Craig Gordon again for at least a couple of the goals. What What are you guys thinking about Craig Gordon's performance last night? I thought he was maybe a bit harsh on him in terms of the first goal from Neymar. I can I can see maybe where he was coming from with that, but the fact that it's it's down low and from a relatively short distance, uh, and obviously the pace that Neymar's hit it at, I would be. A, I think you know I can't get at him too much uh, for that one, but certainly I think he certainly looked as if he flapped a wee bit at Danny Alves's uh, effort for the seventh goal. I mean. Pff, by that stage, you know, it's uh, it doesn't matter too much. But as I said, he's we've kind of talked about before that he's he's had a few of these in the big games. You know, he had the one against Bayern Munich, um, and as we've talked about as well that he doesn't seem to be too, you know, forthcoming and holding his hands up when these uh, when these mistakes do happen. Yeah. Did did he on at the part of France? After the match, they see tomorrow's paper to find out. <laughs> You're not divulging uh, state secrets. Listen, we're okay. Listen, takes, he's, he, listen, fair play to him. He's, he's mentally very strong. I mean, he, he, I mean, a lot of goalkeepers after shooting seven goals would be lying looking at the ceiling for uh, days. Yeah. Um, so he knows how to kind of compartmentalise these things and, and recover from them quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I went to school once, yeah. um, but. I don't think I don't know I don't think you can blame him to last, last night to be honest with you I think I think it looks bad when you lose four goals and there's only been four shots on target and you think it was a goalie but I think the finishing was so lethal I wouldn't I wouldn't hold him responsible but listen he got a few I kind of feel sorry for him as well he, I mean he's not had much protection I mean he's, yeah. he's two centre-halves 
came back. I mean, Joseph Savinovich clearly not not fully match fit, six weeks off, looked at Digit Boyata, who has played far too much for a guy to come back from yeah. five months out. And I think before the international break, say himself, he was he was shattered. Um, he's wearing strap in his knee. Not he's probably he's fit, but he's probably not playing twice a week right away after a long injury and problems, historical problems. So he's not maybe not hundred percent. Then you lose Michael Lustig, so he's all back four. It's all over the place. And it's like the goalie, the, the goalie, yeah. the goalie, and it's been like all season. Yeah. And the goalie's a guy who's maybe I'm biased for goalies, but the goalie's a poor guy who looks daft, but he's behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's the one that's picking the ball. He's the one fishing out. Yeah, yeah. and even the one I know I mentioned, the one that Bayern against Bayern, sorry, at home, but again, he was put in a bit of a position by Bayata for that one as well. I think it's Bayata's mistake yeah. every day. But if you, the rule is if you're a goalkeeper, if you're shouting for it. Um, you're coming if you don't shout you're not coming yeah. but by that ducked which is Sunday league stuff and then next thing you know you're, you're managed to win goals so I don't want to blame him about that one yeah, I don't um, think you can put too much blame on Craig Gordon for, for, for this is the guy that Chelsea wanted for <laughs> 5 million quid yeah, this, well, year, this year some would say they should have taken it <laughs> but like, I think Celtic I mean are you going to get a better goalkeeper than Craig Gordon for what kind of money you pay for? If he's a fan, I said they going to spend five million pounds on a goalkeeper. I doubt it. No, no. So I think I think Craig Gordon. He's not maybe had the best of seasons this year, or the last best eighteen months. I agree. Maybe he's not quite been as, as good as he was his first couple of seasons. Yeah. But I still think he's a top class goalkeeper at that, at that level. Yeah. Um, but he'd need to have the right of his life to, to keep that at bay, and unfortunately, um, he didn't. Okay. Well. <laughs> right. There, there was a kind of bit of a wave of optimism after the Bayern narrow defeat at Celtic Park where a lot of Celtic fans and journalists were saying they could make real inroads in the Europa League should they qualify and it looks I still think we all agreed that they should get there they should take care well, of Angelette yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so but has this is a more a bit more realism should be applied now with their chance in the Europa League or a PSG and the like just so far I mean can anyone in the Europa League give Celtic that kind of test Celtic are not going to win the Europa League this year no no no. well listen they've conceded 33 goals in 11 Champions League games I don't think people are saying they're winning it I thought they were talking about getting I to I've seen somebody saying that they're the chance of winning the thing I mean I think that's about unrealistic maybe got a run but you're still running into teams you can't have Borussia Dortmund and Atletico Madrid they're yeah. still in the, the mix Atletico Madrid are in there Napoli yeah. as well as the sides who are already in it such as Arsenal um, and yeah. if they keep defending the, the way they're happening when they talk about the Bayern game at Parkhead they still give away two really really poor goals Yeah. Um, so unless they, they get that defensive unit um, tighter they can't have any ambitions of going deep into the competition it depends on the draw as well they hit into Milan and that's that, that stage uh, a couple of years ago it was a tough a tough tie and done alright actually against Inter Milan um, but they need to they can't be conceding goals as they have done in Europe um, and they hope they have any ambition to go and far in the competition so so with that in mind then who does who does Brendan need what does he need at the back which which positions I think they they do need some sort of cover at centre back because as we've seen so we've just obviously just discussed that uh, Semenovic seems to struggle physically. He's been picking up a lot of injuries, and Boyata has been. Um, he had his troubles in pre-season, knee yeah. problems, and he's he's come back in and he's 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 playing. But 
you know, you wouldn't be surprised if you know he was to buckle at some point and he'd be out again. So I think they do need to to try to try and bring in at least some cover uh, because the centre back thing is more looking forward to the Europa League rather than well, would it have made any difference in the Champions League? Because I don't think it would have. But I do think they they need to look at a centre half, somebody who's maybe quite proven and experienced. But the problem is, like, where do you find players like that who are readily? Available. Well, do you, do, Michael, do you think they'll go back in for Rivaldo Coetzee? I don't know. It's a strange one, isn't it? The, the medical situation, I don't know. Because um, they, his club insisted he was fine. Yeah. But they would. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, um, it, it seems like he fits the. I mean, that's a fair play, depending on what he does have a, a, a philosophy. He wants to develop players and make them better. And he, so that's the kind of market he might be looking at. Which is no bad thing. Certainly, Dermot Past, Van Dyke, who's now going to be worth yeah. 70 million quid. Um, where they are, as I like, uh, say, it's not that easy to dig these guys out. Um, I don't think, because I've been banned from asking Ben Rodgers about centre half. He's, 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 he's told me to stop guessing about centre half. I've been saying it since pre season. Yeah. Um, um, I've looked at it a long time as well. I think it was a gamble. Starting the season, your first two choices, two, the first choice centre back pair is Simonovic and Vyata was a gamble, because neither have ever played a full season. In terms of fitness, never managed a full season between the two of them. And I thought a gamble. So the, them breaking down wasn't a surprise either because that's what the historical they've done. So I thought it was a gamble where it didn't and it backfired. Uh, but listen, he's going to buy a certain half in January. I think he's um, he knows that. He knows that. Um, a right back as well, cover for Lustig, who's been who is a fantastic servant for the club yeah. and it's great yeah. but he's had problems with with injuries he'd be, I mean, he'd actually, better of late but yeah Lustig it wasn't long ago Lustig they said they couldn't play twice a week that's right yeah. and he's been one of the, the most reliable so I think he's a great a great, um, a great season uh, Lustig he's another one but listen it sounds a bit down on Brendan Rodgers and Celtic after a, 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 a humping uh, midweek but yeah. you, you have to take it in context as well I mean Celtic where they are now alright some of the beatings are, are messy but they're, they're vastly improved than they were 18 months they're ago still there and it's the players most of them have improved and um, like you say they've got a cup final to look forward to the weekend yeah and if you take yeah. the you see the messy results out of the way barring an absolute disaster against Anderlecht they are going to achieve their European target for the season which was to still be involved after Christmas and they've got £30 million in the bank and the, the draws have been right unkind to draw I mean your, two, your top two seeds in two campaigns yeah. they've had arguably the four best teams four of the five best teams in Europe I mean you look at Shakhtar Donetskra are a top seed um, you can hit Benfica's in the second group and all that stuff there's some draws out there that are much kinder uh-huh. to get hit with these these four teams in the last two years is brutal yeah. I mean it's absolutely brutal it always seems to be the same as well it was Barcelona for years and years and then uh, I think as you say you know the uh, Maybe with a, a kinder group, you know, would be looking at sneaking second. Do you not think there's signs though that there is? And this sounds, it sounds daft after a, a hosing, but there is wee signs of, 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 of progress. I mean, that I mean, Man City games last year, Bayern at home. I thought for a long piece, all right, some Bayern at Dortmund that weekend and rested players, but they're bringing guys. They're bringing guys on forty million pound player. Even even last night, I thought there was signs in the first half. I thought they made some nice moves. I thought Dembele was perfect. They did look dangerous. He had a few chances. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is so easy. There are signs that they're, they're making progress. Yeah, I thought Cham did well, especially Stafford in the well, first half. He yeah. started the game well. Obviously, yeah. things you know 
went downhill quite rapidly as a whole for Celtic, yeah. but I was quite impressed with him early on. I can understand maybe, I mean, people are saying why he's no Sinclair, no Roberts, but I think purely because of the threat on the flanks, I mean, Neymar and Mbappé on the flanks. So I can understand that. Also, Sinclair, by his own high standards, has not quite matched those heights this season. No, he no. still scored 14 goals or something. He set, he set the bar so high last year, didn't yeah. he? I think it would be, be really harsh to criticise yeah. him. But you look at the first game against PSG, they, they two, Sinclair and Robert started that night at Parkhead, and then down the flanks they get completely and utterly destroyed. So I can understand maybe I'm being reticent to get in that, in that situation again. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Sinclair on the pitch gives you that outball on the break as well. But um, but done there, I suppose. No, we'll definitely not be too despondent. I mean, there were four seats. They're on course to qualify for the Europa League. Six points achievement. Thirty million pounds, I say. However much the Europa League, you know, it's it's not. I think you're right. You have to apply a big bit of realism. Yeah. To to the whole situation, really do. Uh, a lot of Celtic fans, in fact, majority you would speak to or hear from, were even before the game on Wednesday night, were saying, "Look, it's Sunday that matters. The Betfred Cup final." First trophy of the season. Yeah. Are we should the Celtic play? Motherwell aren't going to stop, are they? <laughs> Motherwell got some of the problems <laughs> Celtic have against PSG. Um, I know the. I mean the gap. They talk about the scales of the gap. I mean, I mean Celtic maybe ten times the wage bill of Motherwell, and PSG maybe ten times the wage bill of Celtic. But the gap from a from a two grand a week player to a twenty grand a week player. To a 2,200 grand a week player, that graph that starts to make some pretty sharp um, yeah. rises. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's, it's a huge challenge for them. Although um, it's a huge opportunity for them, though. I mean, I think they might they'd be fancying at least making their life extremely difficult for Celtic. I mean, they've, they've been terrific this season. Um, they got to Aberdeen last week and, and thumped Aberdeen. Um, put Aberdeen out of the cup. Put Aberdeen out of the cup. Put out of the cup. They've been, they've, been, they've been great this season so I think they'll make it very tough especially with Celtic after this in the back of a, a European game as well it's always tricky um, but many times you've seen Celtic you think this is a dodgy one for them and then they just pull out a performance Dodgy was a great example wasn't it? Hibs the semi-final uh, Hibs although that, yeah, a bit of a lull yeah it wasn't a, a, a best performance that day but I, I think the kind of talk before it was maybe could this be the day where they, you know, they yeah, slip up and yeah. they, they lose that record? And it's been that question's been posed quite a few times, and time and again they seem to find an answer to it. Uh, I think the game against Motherwell, I don't think it'll be, you know, they've got quite a few, three days, full days to recover. So I think the, if there's anything that's that could be a problem for them in the weekend, it could be the psychological side of it, trying to pick themselves up again to go up against a side who. You know, they probably even though Hibs are maybe a, a more talented team, I, I think they would certainly maybe rather play a Hibs than a Motherwell yeah. who are going to turn it into a battle and they're going to, you know, you'd, you'd back Motherwell to at least make it difficult for Celtic. But again, we have said this so many times, but and they seem to just keep finding the answers domestically. I don't think so it's a problem left themselves because they'll just go out there and go, we're going to do to you what PSG did to us. I don't think there's any psychological damage last night. I'm honestly talking to a few of the players after the, the game. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it didn't, I'm not saying they weren't hurting or they weren't bashed, their pride wasn't bashed, but there was this kind of 
acceptance. Listen, it's. Have you seen this book? Have you seen these guys? Have you seen? Did you watch that? So yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they were sitting um, sobbing for two days before the cup final. I think they'll be. But I think they might be all that, but more determined to come back out and send out a message mm-hmm. on the home front, yeah, which could be bad news for Mullow. Yeah. <coughs> so tell us this, Michael. What were the? What's the kind of schedule for Celtic now between now and Sunday? When did they train? Do they rest up today? They're travelling back. I think today. I think actually today and tomorrow both kind of recovery days. But they're yeah. talking and Saturday, back to full training and getting the game plan for the for the Sunday. So it's, it's a quick turnaround because they've um, got the match. Fits, but they played. They played, they played well, a few times already. So they have got. It's not as if they're, they're trying to scout these teams and and change it. Plus they, they'll play the set. They play it back to their usual way. Um, a big pitch at hand and suits them. They'll have their. When the question marks of a Lustig, I think he might be struggling. Um, what will Rogers do then? Do you think? Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, as you say, Gambo wasn't even near it last night. So does he play Forrest as a part of a kind of? Does he go to the yeah. kind of his three-four-three type thing with Forrest as a kind of wide right and you know, so there's a few options. But Sinclair back, yeah. Sinclair back, back, yeah. back, yeah. Armstrong as well, yeah. possibly. My question is, with, does he go with Griffiths or Dumbelli? Dumbelli put in a good shift last night. I thought he was. I thought I said I thought he was good. I thought he actually did very well. Right. Apart from his goal, I thought he. Not hard, but then he's not quite fully, fully hundred percent yet either. Does he bring back Griffiths? I think he might start Griffiths on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Would you think Liam? You go along with that? I think so as well. I think you know, is I don't want to pigeonhole Dembele at all because he's he's got so much to his game. Uh, but I think if you were asking maybe the Motherwell centre halves, they would maybe enjoy a physical battle up against Dembele, whereas. To an extent, yeah, but yeah. you know, Griffiths offers a different kind of problem. He's a different type of player, uh, and as well as you say, I think Dembele they don't want to maybe push him too hard as he's coming back from his injury. And Griffiths, I think you know, we were talking about how good Dembele was since his return on the pod last week, and then Griffiths at the weekend reminded us all about his quality as well. So I think he'll get the he'll get the nod on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, any other big changes? Any others? No, I don't think so. I think he'll, he'll stick to his tried and tested. It means he obviously get decisions to make a middle apart. Sure, Armstrong was a surprise uh, mission last night. Um, so you might see Armstrong coming back in. Um, you got surprised seeing Kowasi coming on late on as well uh, at the blue. He, he did okay. I would have, I would have started them. Yeah. I think that. But then that. Then after that. I also would have been putting balls into Rose Ed. Oh. I'd, say, I'd say big, big Kowasi, she might be just kicking one out of the radio. So I, I, um, I think the Pendant Rogers has got a slightly more kind of um, ethical uh, philosophy than I've got. A purist. Yeah, a bit more of a purist. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be thing. You can't score from Rose Ed. But, um, but that was a surprise. He's got options there, but I think he will stick to the, the tried and tested because he needs. Well, they're, listen, they're, they're going to be big favourites, but they, they want to get that trophy in the board. Yeah, yeah these are guys that have done it so for yeah. so many times already that I don't think he'll he'll deviate too much. Yeah. Although we're going to start seeing more of a boo question because it's, it's been a slow burner for him. I I seen say I I I can't remember what game it was earlier in the season. I thought he looked apart. Um, Dundee played against him. Dundee or Kelly maybe. Uh, I thought he looked all right. I thought he looked yeah. good. But listen, at some point he's going to have to start. Being involved more often, but he is only what 19, 20 still. But it was a big investment, and they've got high hopes for him. Yeah. Um, but he's not yet. I mean, he's obviously been brutally unlucky with um, illness and injury and tired movement in Scotland, and so I think it's a bit more to come. But um, at some point, 
same, maybe same with Cham as well that, that they two are going to have to be more involved than maybe they have been but uh, maybe not this weekend for, for, for Kawasi I was surprised to see him start this weekend yeah. I think Armstrong will be back in there okay. if he's fit T- tell us can you offer any insight into how really uh, well, I know I'm, I'm asking you I'm not in expecting gen- an answer in general no, no. Uh, what, what kind of will Celtic go to a tell on Saturday night then yeah, yeah. do that anyway go yeah. to home games yeah and yeah. do is that quite rare amongst no, premiership clubs well it's pretty um, premiership clubs some of them yeah um, BB yeah. some of them <laughs> <laughs> a caravan <laughs> <arm together. laughs> yeah. uh, no they're just they're the usual prepared they're probably prepared just as a regular game to be honest it's not like well don't have that option but they all kind of old fashioned go away for the week before the cup final and I even go like it smelling the flowers before the game so I don't it won't be that Celtic will prepare for the early for every game Um, so it won't be any different Okay. and predictions finally guys Liam Uh, I think Celtic will still be too strong I think tough game but I'd go 2-1 2-1 Celtic close Michael yeah I think I think I think um, I'll have a goal on them obviously I mean Liam sensational isn't he yeah I think um, so I think it may be I think it may be tight I think yeah I think um, it could be a a tight one. Um, Celtic, maybe both teams to score a job. Celtic, yeah. two one. And if Motherwell, there's always a chance that a team like Motherwell stepping up to this kind of occasion that you know they might freeze, but they, you know, they, they seem to handle the occasion perfectly well against Rangers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't see why they they don't at least make it difficult for Celtic, but I still, as we've seen, I still think they'll be too strong in the end. You want to see a good fight. You want to see. You hope Motherwell don't don't concede early. You want to see them kind of win the game. Um, you want to see a proper showpiece final. That's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah. It's a decent game. We've seen some great finals in, 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 in recent years. I mean, the Scottish Cup final. Um, the last two have been crackers. Excellent game. Um, the last year's League Cup final against Celtic Aberdeen was a bit of a clattering. That could ha- so that's, that could happen as well. Five one Celtic. I'm saying five one Celtic. I think they'll destroy them. Yeah, I think after, there could be a backlash. I think that's yeah. the thing that could happen. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Even, um, it's always a danger. Right, well, thanks very much, guys, and a big thanks to you, Michael, for rushing back from Glasgow Airport. That's all from us this week. We'll be back at some point next week. Don't forget to subscribe iTunes or Audioboom to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.